Hi, it's Patrick here, and I've just recorded a story for The Big Show that I did on the troubles at the BBC and related language issues. Let's start off with an introduction from The Big Show's Marco Werman. I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. More turmoil today at the BBC. The head of news and her deputy temporarily stepped down, and that's just one day after the BBC's director general, George Entwistle, resigned. The venerable British broadcaster is dealing with the fallout from two scandals. Both involve sex abuse allegations and flawed journalistic decisions. First, there was a scandal over Jimmy Savile, a revered BBC personality who was alleged to have abused hundreds of children. He died last year. The BBC is under fire for dumping an investigative report into the Savile allegations. Now, the second scandal involves a decision to air another report on the BBC program Newsnight. That report wrongly implicated a retired conservative politician in child sex abuse. The BBC now admits it made serious editorial mistakes on that front. But the controversies have cast a lingering dark cloud over the news organization. I felt it last week when I was in London reporting from the BBC's headquarters. Sure, people there were following the U.S. election, but many people, and certainly at the BBC, were consumed with what's been going on right under their roof. It's been preoccupying people here in our newsroom in Boston as well, like the world's Patrick Cox, who grew up in the U.K. First things first. Well, you just heard it. The World is a co-production of three organizations, one of which is the BBC. So a BBC scandal is also a scandal for us. Now, I've never worked directly for the BBC, but my connection to the Beeb is decades long and quite intimate. This was early childhood for me, and then early adulthood. And I wish to complain about this parrot that I purchased not half an hour ago from this very boutique. Oh, yes, the Norwegian blue. What's wrong with it? I'll tell you what's wrong with it. It's dead. That's what's wrong with it. <laughs> Growing up with a broadcaster like that made me very fond of it. And I was happy to pay an annual license fee, as all Brits do, to fund the BBC. As for the news, I trusted it. There were, of course, times when I found a program pointless or a piece of news biased. I never liked Jimmy Savile shows. But at the end of each weekday, I felt the need to watch Newsnight. It was a bit like Ted Koppel's Nightline. Smart, unflinchingly courageous in the face of authority, trustworthy. That's why so many British people now feel so betrayed. You can hear it in the voice of this man interviewed at a village hall gathering. It must be a national institution you can feel proud of. But the way they've behaved recently is certainly not conducive to even people wanting to pay their licence fee. It's almost criminal the way they've behaved. What the BBC still has on its side, and this is something that many Brits don't realise, is its reputation abroad. La BBC en crise après la diffusion d'un reportage accusant un tort en responsable politique de pédophilie. BBC News Director Helen Borden or Deputy News Director. These are all BBC programs in other languages reporting today on the BBC's troubles. As strange as it may seem inside Britain, people in Nigeria or Myanmar 
don't really care about scandals involving Jimmy Savile or a former advisor to Margaret Thatcher. I realized that a few years ago when I was reporting in Bangladesh. Millions of Bangladeshis listened to BBC news programs. One person after another told me why. The BBC's was the only news that they could trust during the country's war of independence. You hear similar stories in many, many other places. At a time when news organizations are rarely trusted, the BBC still is in most of the world. The work that's done by the BBC is unquestionably it's the greatest broadcasting organization in the world and remains that. What it has is a crisis of management of its own making. This is veteran BBC anchor David Dimbleby. He's far from alone in blaming the BBC's problems on what he calls its self-perpetuating bureaucracy. Bureaucrats, when they're asked to cut back on the scale of the BBC and its costs, immediately increase the number of managers to deal with the cuts. The trouble is that out of that you don't get good director generals. You get people who've played the system carefully, one against the other, and they just don't have the stomach for what's needed. What they do instead, says Dimbleby, is justify their own existence with unnecessary reports written in language that deliberately sidesteps responsibility. The management speak gobbledygook. Any editor, any head of a department spends their lives filling in forms, answer questions about things that are really not necessary, using a language that's so arcane about platforms and genres. And other ways of placing more value on how a news story is consumed and less on what it actually says. Understandably, today, things may be a bit seat of the pants in the BBC's corridors of power. But if ever there were an example of the loss of respect for the BBC, it came in an interview today. It was on Sky News, a generally less trusted private news organisation. The BBC's interim director general, Tim Davey, was asked where the buck stopped when it came to news accuracy. Davey didn't really answer that. And then he tried to shut the interview down. Anyway, I will go now because I've got a lot to do. Um, The BBC is taking action. That's what we're going to do. I've got a job and I'm going to get on with it. Thank you, Dermot. Well, are are more heads going to roll, Mr Davey? By now, Davey's walking away from the camera. Thank you. Well, there we are, uh, Tim Davey, uh, ending his uh, interview there with uh, Sky News. But he wouldn't do that to the BBC. Tim Davey there. Now, Sky News is a fierce competitor. But for those who think of the BBC as arrogant, as out of touch, and now as untrustworthy, that live TV moment may have spoken volumes. For The World, I'm Patrick Cox. Okay, see you at The World in Words page on Facebook, also on Twitter, where I tweet at Patrick Cox, P-A-T-R-I-C-O-X, also at theworld.org slash language. Bye for now.